Hey everybody, welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. Name is Nick, thanks for tuning in. If you could tune in, seeing as this isn't really terrestrial radio, but we'll say tune in because tuning in sounds cool. So thanks for tuning in to the show today. Uh, this is the program where we talk about anything having to do with the Catholic faith where you can ask me, Nick, that Catholic dude, anything having to do with the Catholic Church, the faith, scripture, tradition, what have you, uh, feel free to call in here on the Anchor app. Um, always ready to take any kinds of calls or questions you might have. So thanks for tuning in again today, guys. Um, it's been a little bit since we last spoke. Lots of new things going in on Anchor. Um, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes or something else, check out anchor.fm where you can... Uh, Get more timely updates regarding Ask a Catholic Dude and other great programming that is on the Anchor.fm app. But today, I uh, just wanted to kind of see what's on your guys' mind because there's a lot on my mind right now. Um, but I want to know what's what's going on with you guys. As I said, phone lines are always open. But today is... But today what I'm thinking about, at least, is this new feast that has been instituted by our Holy Father, Pope Francis in Rome. He recently instituted the Feast of Mary, the Mother of the Church. And if you remember yesterday, and this should go for, for most Christian traditions, not just Catholics, but other Christian traditions celebrate this as well. Yesterday was Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday, that's the, the day that the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and the Blessed Virgin Mary and filled them with those charisms of the Holy Spirit and emboldened the apostles to go out and to preach that word, uh, the, the word of God, Jesus Christ. And... A lot of people call that the birthday of the church, in a way, seeing as we are all members, members of that church, members of the one head, Jesus Christ. So it's fitting that Pope Francis would institute this feast day, Mary, Mother of the Church, the day after. Because in another sense, Mary is the one that gave birth to the church as well. And we can see that birth going all the way back to... Christmas Day, the Nativity, because Jesus, as head of the church, had a mother as well, Mary. And so to call her mother of the church, we see that she has, you know, given birth not only to Jesus, but to us as well, since we are a part of Jesus. We're, that's what we call the mystical body of Christ. We are the members and Christ is the head. That's what St. Paul reminds us in his letters. So it, it's it's a, it's a feast um, and it's a title that is just rich with symbolism. It's it's a title that's been given to Our Lady for centuries, going back to the, the days of the early church, back in the 4th, 3rd century, and even beyond. And now it seemed like it was a good time to the Pope that the entire universal church recognized Mary under this title as Mother of the Church, as Mother of those that found new life in Christ. And as I was reflecting on this, you know, since it's so close to Pentecost, I was thinking about how, you know, we need to be like the apostles. Okay, like, you know, we've been born, we've been reborn in Christ. Remember when we were baptized, you know, when we went into those waters, we were we were crucified to Christ. We died with him. We were in the tomb with him. And then we rose with him again. We became 
new creations in Christ Jesus. And we gained graces, we gained charisms that were given to us in baptism and then again strengthened and renewed and amplified in the sacrament of confirmation when uh, the bishop's hands as the successors to the apostles were laid on us. We were giving these great we were given these graces that allowed us, as long as we open them up, to preach the good news. I mean you look at Peter in, in Acts of the Apostles, right after Pentecost happened, right after the descent of the Holy Spirit on them in that upper room, you know, a bunch of people are like, what the heck is up with this guy? Like, go go read Acts, and you'll see. Like, they're wondering, like, like it's like 9 o'clock in the morning. Go home, Peter. You're drunk. Like, that's literally what they were saying. They, uh, they, they thought Peter and the rest of the Apostles were drunk because they were so filled with the Holy Spirit. They, they had no idea... What got into them at such an early hour? Because you know, not a lot of people drink at nine a.m. Well, at least, well, some people don't. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> no, but but really though, it's it's a a picture that we should call to mind that we should be on fire for Christ. We should be fools for Christ, even if the world thinks us foolish. Who cares? We're fools for Christ. We're on fire for Christ, and you know the spirit was able to fill them with many charisms back then in the first century, you know, especially right after that Pentecost, you know, with, with all these different people hearing the gospel proclaimed in their own language. Now, most of us do not have this specific charism of speaking in tongues. So we have to do what we can, preach the gospel in our own language, and reach as many people as we can. Because let's face it, we're in a post-Christian society. You know, I'm here in the U.S. And I can tell that many of my peers have either given up religion um, or are just apathetic to it or maybe even hostile to it. We have a whole new playing field to evangelize. It's like, you know, guys, we're... we're we're supposed to be bringing Christ in the world, and it just doesn't seem like many of us are willing to do what the apostles did. And to an extent, I can understand that because, I mean, look what happened to them. You know, 11 of them got martyred. You know, John the Apostle, the beloved apostle, was the only one to not be martyred for his faith in Christ Jesus. And uh, that, that could be scary for us. But we have to realize that being a Christian... Being a, a follower of Jesus is not something comfortable. You know, he told us we had to take up our cross, you know, that it would be difficult. But once we embrace it, once we embrace that cross, we see that, you know, as our Lord says, his yoke is sweet and his burden is light. It's still a burden. And we still have, you know, something on our backs. We're still carrying something. But it's that language he uses. It's sweet and it's light. And it's, it's interesting to juxtapose, you know, those those two things together, a burden that can be sweet. And it, it, it really is because even though we, we suffer, we know that we're doing something good in preaching the gospel. And what I'd like to bring to all of your attention is an awesome apostolate that is it's it's really been spreading throughout the US and now going out into the world. It's called um St. Paul's Street Evangelization. And I believe they're changing their name soon to uh the the St. Paul Evangelization Institute. But 
that name, it, it's still it's still on their website, streetevangelization.com. It's E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. Streetevangelization.com. It it that that's it's an image. It's an image that shows that we need to do what the apostles did, to get on the street, to get out on the public square. And it is exactly what it sounds like. And I feel like many Christians, especially Catholic Christians, have forgotten about this. You know, it's it's like, oh, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they're, they're really good at, at reaching out to people, you know, knocking on their doors and all that and getting out there or getting dirty. But we don't need to do that. Heck yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> all Christians need to do that, especially Catholic Christians. We need to get out there. We need to preach the truth. We need to preach the one faith. We need to preach that faith that was built upon that rock that Jesus founded. And it's sad that so many of us are even scared to just share our faith just a little bit. It doesn't have to be totally overt, but so many of us seem to, and even I'm guilty of this at times, and I, I, I need to get past that. So many of us are almost ashamed of our faith. So when I heard about this this street evangelization, I was thinking like, okay, you know, Lord, if you, you know, if you want me to try to do this, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Just let me know what your will is. And, you know, I've been looking into it and there were some, uh, training sessions happening in my diocese and there's, there's online training as well for anybody to take. And it turns out that we've been able to get the ball rolling here in my diocese. And we now have our own chapter in Joliet. And it's 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 wonderful to see all the 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 uh, the fruits that are already coming from it. We we as a team haven't gone out on the street yet, but in preparing for this, we have really found at least I found like a com- a camaraderie between other Catholics that have wanted to do something like this, but never had the opportunity to or or didn't have anything to rally around. And now we do, and I'm getting emails and calls from all kinds of people saying how interested they are in going out into the street and evangelizing. And we're going to be having our, our first introductory meeting to meet everybody next week at the diocese, and it's it's going to be an awesome time as we kind of start to make our, our plan of attack on how to evangelize and it's something we, we we need to do, and it's and, and don't don't think that I'm saying we're we're gonna attack people on the streets. We're gonna be like, hey, hey, we're not Catholic, you're not Christian. I'm gonna throw a potato at you or something. That that's violent. We're not gonna do that. We're not we're not attacking people. What what I mean by our plan of attack is that we're we're engaging in a spiritual battle with the forces of evil, and that's something that just doesn't sound popular today. To to acknowledge that there is evil out there and that we need to fight it and so we've kind of lost as catholics this notion of us as the church militant remember you got the church triumphant in heaven the church suffering and purgatory those those holy souls that are uh being cleansed before they can they they grow they're going to go into heaven but they need to be cleansed before they can enter the full beatitude of heaven the church suffering and then you have the third level us on the ground level doing the the good fight the church militant and it's we, the church militant, that have to go out into the world and combat those those evil influences that have just really taken a stranglehold on our culture. I mean, you can look at all the the, 
the horrible things that are just happening in our world today. People getting run over by trucks, school shootings again in Texas. And we see that there's just a lack of faith and a lack of trust in God. I think this is really what is stemming, is what, what this all stems from. And what we need to do is realize that we are in a battle. We are in a battle against the forces of evil. And if we're not getting, if, if we're not winning some battles on the good side, then evil's obviously going to triumph in the heart of other in the hearts of others. It's it's something we need to get past. And and I think back to what was said in in one of the Vatican II documents uh, promulgated by Pope Blessed Paul VI. He in this in this one letter he he mentions how pretty much we we need to kind of realize that the and I'm quoting here now the whole of human history has been a story of dour combat with the powers of evil stretching so our lord tells us from the very dawn of history until the last day so man finding himself in the midst of the battlefield has to struggle to do what is right and it is at a great cost to himself and aided by god's grace he can succeed in achieving his own inner integrity you know it's it's this dramatic situation where you know the whole world you know it's kind of like in the power of the evil one you know just look at at john's first letter uh chapter 5 verse 19 or check out the first letter of peter chapter 5 verse 8 you know we see that we're in this world which is in the evil one's power and it makes our life a battle it makes man's life a battle it, it says it says as much in the catechism of the catholic church uh, in paragraph 409 it, it makes that clear and you know, in 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 Saint Paul's letter to Timothy, he tells us, you know, fight the good fight of the faith, you know, lay hold on to eternal life. That's where you're called, and it shows that you know our life as Christians, you know, we we're called to battle. We're called to get out there and go on the front lines. You know, Saint Padre Pio often said, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna unsheath my weapon here, and he'd pull out, you know, the crucifix with the rosary on it. That was his weapon, and I often wonder if we're, you know, making use of these these weapons, if we're making use of prayer, if we are combating the forces of evil by proclaiming God's word to other people where we're at. That's what St. Paul's Street Evangelization does. We're, we're literally meeting people where they're at. And it's something that really needs to be done wholesale. You know, not, not just by a few people in a few regions. Like, it needs to be done wholesale everywhere and as often as humanly possible. That's why I'm really um, feeling emboldened to go out with St. Paul Street Evangelization. And I ask you all for your prayers um, as we get closer to you know our, our launch date this summer, as we you know literally go out into the streets and try to do something here. It's it it it, it needs to get done, and I'm glad that I've had help from people you know around me people in my area and getting this started you know we're we're ready to go and i've already we're seeing fruits coming from it like i i got i got into contact with several nearby chapters some of them you know now kind of defunct um 
and others telling me, oh, yeah, when we go out, you guys can come with us too. You know, get your feet wet and whatnot. And I've gotten anonymous donations already of, of material with rosaries and, and miraculous medals to pass out. St. Paul Street Evangelization also has these great pamphlets to give out to people that want to know a little bit more about a certain subject. Like, it's it, it's been great, and I've been awestruck at the uh, the support we've been getting it, it, it's been fantastic, so I really can't wait to get out on the street and do this. So what I want to leave you guys with today on this feast is Mary, the mother of the church. You know, we're here we are, Christians, reborn in Christ. And, you know, we have a duty to go and proclaim the gospel, to spread the good news. It's, it's not a suggestion. Jesus wasn't like, oh, yeah, when you get around to it, yeah, go ahead and tell people, you know, about me and salvation and whatnot. Like, no! It's a command. He said, do it. You know, go forth and make disciples of all nations. He's he's asking us to cooperate with his will, to reach people in a language or in a way that they can understand so that they can come to the fullness of the truth, come to the way and come to the life in Jesus. That's That's what we need to do. So... Go to streetevangelization.com. Check it out. Look at their map. See if there's a chapter near you. See if you can call up the team leader and maybe go out with them. Of course, you know, pray, discern if that's something right for you. And if it, if it's not, if, if you're really, really shy, either pray for, you know, the power to the grace to overcome it or be a prayer warrior for those that are going out. Because God knows that, you know, we need prayers in order to be successful. So as the weeks go on, I'll you know keep you guys updated on what's going on in my area, but I encourage you all to you know keep up to date on what street uh, I'm on St. Paul Street Evangelization is doing. Again, go to streetevangelization.com for more info, see what's happening there, and hopefully you guys can go out on the streets too and lead people to the church, lead people to Christ. It's something we need to do, guys. It's it, like I said, it's not an option for us as Christians. It's it's something necessary. It's something we need to do as disciples of Christ. So I'll leave you guys with that. Uh, again, would love to hear you. Please feel free to drop any comments or questions you guys got. And uh, we'll speak again soon, you know. Until next time, I am Nick, and you are listening to Ask a Catholic Dude. See you all next time.